For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Monday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Signs, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, I will preview Monday night's matchup between the Titans and Texans. Plus, I'll do my weekly segment of High Flyer, Top Denier, and Under Fire. The Titans are coming off a blowout loss to the Colts, and we'll be looking to right the ship in yet another pivotal divisional showdown. Titan safety Kevin Bayard talked about the frequency of Watson running the ball and says they will deploy a spy on him at all times. Of course, with a guy like Deshaun Watson, you want to have uh, at least a spy around him 90% of the time, especially when you have passing downs where you know, I think it's a stat that I see like one out of every four throws or one out of every four passes like he's scrambling. So you definitely want to, so I would say one out of every four uh, pass plays, we want to have a, a spot on him if, if possible. But uh, I say he's a guy who's going to make plays with his feet, so we definitely got to contain him. The Texans will be seeking to win their eighth straight game when the Titans come to town for an AFC South clash. Although they have a comfortable two-game lead over Tennessee, Deshaun Watson knows they must continue to play with urgency as the playoffs inch closer. We just try to, you know, continue to stack on wins and, and put us in position to, you know, for later on down the season. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a very important game. It's a home game. We want to win those. It's a um, division game. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure that we, you know, prepare well and, and get ready for it. I will discuss all that and more coming up in the latest episode of the Chase Podcast. It is Monday, November 26th 
on the Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs coming at you live again. We're coming off Thanksgiving week, so I didn't have any podcasts on Wednesday or Friday, but I am back in full swing here for y'all. Now, I am working through some sinuses, so my voice is a little bit strained, but I'm going to get through this to give you some more NFL content as we move into week number 13. Now, before I get into Monday night's preview between the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans, I must give my high flyer, top denier, and under fire, which is a weekly segment every Monday where I'll come and give standout players of the week as well as players and coaches that are under fire, so to speak, and must improve their performance if they want any chance at hanging on to their job or making the playoffs. As we know, we are already at the end of November. The season has flown by, and now we're getting into crunch time. And so on that note, I'm going to get things started going with the NFC High Flyer of the Week. Give me Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. He faced the Carolina Panthers on the road where they were 5-0 when playing in front of their home fans this season. Wilson shows up, completes 22 of 31 passes, for 339 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. This was a huge victory for the Seahawks to improve to 6-5 and five and keep their wildcard playoff hopes alive. Of course, Russell Wilson's outstanding performance, it included a game-tying 35-yard touchdown pass to David Moore, on fourth down with 326 remaining in regulation. Wilson is as clutch as it gets. This is a stat line from ESPN Stats and Information, but Carolina, they blitzed Russell Wilson on 17 of 33 dropbacks on Sunday. On those blitzes, Wilson completed 10 of 15 attempts for 192 yards, which continues a season-long trend of Russell Wilson being dangerous when he's facing blitz packages from opposing defenses. And one more for you, with Wilson's 128.3 passer rating on Sunday He joined Aaron Rodgers as the only quarterbacks in history with a career passer rating of over 100. So Wilson, you had yourself a day. You showed up when your team needed you the most on the road and got a massive victory for your team. Now I'm going to move to the NFC top denier, and I'm going to give it to Saints defensive end Cam Jordan. Now this game was played on Thanksgiving Day on a Thursday night. Cam Jordan 
he continues to emerge and remind everybody as to why he is an all-pro caliber defensive end. He compiled four solo tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, and three quarterback hits on Matt Ryan with 30 total tackles and eight sacks on the season. Jordan has been instrumental in the rapid development and growth of this Saints defensive front. Jordan is a consistent presence in the backfield, whether it be in a pass rush or even run-stuffing ability. This guy is a jack-of-all-trades defensive end, and without him, this Saints defense would not even be close to the type of stout unit they have become. Jordan means so much to this Saints team as a whole. He's also a huge leader, but he was dominant against Atlanta on Thursday. And for those reasons, he is this week's top denier. Now we'll go to NFC under fire. And to this one, I'm going to give it to an entire team. And of course, the head coach as well. The Carolina Panthers and head coach Ron Rivera. A month ago, the Panthers were 6-2 and and seemingly a lock for the playoffs. But after Sunday's 30-27 loss to the Seahawks, they are now 6-5 and and have lost their last three games going back to their blowout defeat at Pittsburgh and then they win and dropped another game to Detroit. This team is reeling. They're in an NFC South where the Saints continue to run away with the division as they're now 10-1. And here's how bad it is for the Panthers who must go on the road for their next two games, where, by the way, Carolina, their 1-4 win playing away from home this season. Had they been able to take care of business against Seattle on Sunday, they would have had a 71.3% chance of making the playoffs, according to live projections from ESPN's Football Power Index. But after the loss, their odds dropped to 24.7%. So that just shows you how big of a hit they took with them not being able to close out the Seahawks on Sunday. Carolina only scored 13 points on their first five trips inside the red zone. And coming into the game, they ranked first in the NFC and third in the NFL in red zone efficiency. So they really stalled when it came to the red zone. They weren't able to put together sustainable drives. And in the end, that cost them the game. The defense continues to struggle as they gave up 339 yards passing and two touchdowns to Russell Wilson, who was averaging less than 200 yards passing coming into the game so you know there are many areas of concern for Ron Rivera's unit and now 
at just one game above 500, they're certainly going to have their work cut out for them moving forward. Let's go ahead and change gears to the AFC Conference and AFC High Flyer goes to Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers. Now, let me put this into perspective for you. There have been well over 20,000 games played since the 1966 NFL merger. With that being said, no quarterback has ever put up the numbers Rivers did on Sunday in their 45-10 victory over the Arizona Cardinals. Here's why. Rivers set the NFL single game record by completing 25 straight passes on Sunday, passing Mark Brunel and David Carr, who previously shared the record with 22 consecutive passes. Rivers also set an NFL record for the best single game completion percentage, which was 96.6 in league history for quarterbacks with at least 20 attempts. In addition, Rivers' 25 straight completions tied Ryan Tannehill, who also had 25 straight over two games in 2015, for the longest multi-game streak in NFL history. So let me tell you what, Philip Rivers had himself in efficient an effective day for the Chargers. They got off to a slow start, but once they caught their rhythm, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers offense, they were humming and they were operating like a well-oiled machine. Overall, Rivers, he finished his miraculous day completing 28 of 29 passes for 259 yards and three touchdowns to go along with a flawless 138.4 passer rating. So Rivers, you were stellar. You led your team to a lopsided victory to continue this hot streak. For that reason, you are this week's high flyer of the AFC. Now we'll go ahead and move to the AFC top denier of week number 12. This one goes to Ravens outside linebacker Matthew Judon. Judon finished with five total tackles, three sacks, two tackles for loss, and three quarterback hits in their 34-17 victory over the Oakland Raiders. And all three of those sacks came in a string of three consecutive plays as Judon matched his sack production from the first 10 games of the season combined in those three plays as he took down Derek Carr in three consecutive plays, which was a pretty incredible feat in the NFL. Look, as a rookie, Judon, he had four sacks. In 2017, in his sophomore year, he emerged as one of the top playmakers on Baltimore's defense. And this past offseason, he talked a lot about how he expected his upward climb to continue. And boy, is he showcasing his development and growth every single Sunday. 
for a Ravens defensive unit that continues to make a living sacking opposing quarterbacks. The Ravens are unsure of Terrell Suggs' future, but they do not have to worry because they have a young stud edge rusher in Matthew Judon who once again was a force for Oakland's offensive line to account for. And for those reasons, Judon is the top denier of the AFC. Lastly here, I'm going to move to the AFC under fire. And this one is pretty easy for me. It's Dolphins head coach, Adam Gates. Gates' late play calling against the Colts is under scrutiny as Miami blew yet another golden opportunity to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Dolphins had this game in their hands, but they blew it, and quite possibly ending their playoff chances in the process. The offense shriveled when it came time to secure the victory. Then they went on and saw Andrew Luck and this Colts team erase a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit to come away with a 27-24 victory on Sunday. Now Miami's two final drives on offense were oddly scripted and poorly executed in all phases of the ball game. It led to two three-and-outs. The first of those drives started at Miami's 25-yard line with 8.26 remaining in the game and a 24-17 lead over the Colts. With that being said, Miami took just 43 seconds off the clock. Tannehill threw two incompletions on a couple of short routes and then the drive ended with a Kenyon Drake draw on a 3rd and 10 that lost 5 yards. This is unacceptable from Adam Gase and frankly... I'm not sure how he continues to hold on to his job or not face any pressure as far as remaining the head man for a Dolphins franchise that just seemingly cannot get over the hump. The whole idea behind getting Gaze to Miami was to resurrect Ryan Tannehill's career and elevate his game. Ensure while there's plenty of material out there, stats and information that shows that Tannehill has indeed improved under Gase's tutelage. However, Gase continues to use a conservative approach on offense, especially when Miami needs to put away games. And time and time again, it impacts the way they play on a week-to-week basis. And most importantly... It keeps them in the cellar in the AFC East division behind the New England Patriots. And for that to change, the Dolphins may need to go in a different direction at head coach because what Adam Gase continues to do for this Dolphins team is certainly unacceptable. Gase did not handle their lead the right way they fell to 5-6. and six. They've lost four of their last five games. So you, Adam Gase, are under fire entering week number 13. Now I'll move to my game preview between the Titans and 
the Houston Texans. It's a Monday night showdown out of the AFC South. Now this one is going to be a critical game for both sides. The Titans are traveling to their old home to take on a red hot Texans team that have really been firing on all cylinders, offense, defense. Watson has found his rhythm after getting off to a shaky start. And as for the Titans, they've had a rocky season under first-year head coach Mike Vrabel. After winning three straight to improve to 3-1, and one, they lost three straight games after that to put themselves in a hole entering their bye week as they were 3-4 and four at that point. However, they flipped the switch on after their bye, winning back-to-back -back games, beating the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football, and then throttling the New England Patriots, just complete domination on their end. However, they came back down to earth after they endured a beatdown against the Indianapolis Colts last week, losing 38-10. to now Mariota exited the game with a stinger and did not return. So Blaine Gabbert finished the game for the Titans. Now Vrabel did announce a couple of days ago that Mariota will play after being limited in practice this week. They feel like he's made enough progress in his recovery to get out there and get the start against a very talented Houston Texans defense. The time is now for the Tennessee Titans. They must win this ball game to stay in playoff contention. And most importantly, stay alive in the AFC South division race with the Texans. As for Houston, they've been one of the league's top teams for the last several weeks of play. After starting the year 0-3, they have reeled off seven consecutive wins to sit atop the division at 7-3. The Titans now are one of three teams that Houston has lost to this season as Tennessee defeated them 20-17 in week number two. Now Gabbert did get the start for the Titans as Mariota still dealt with that elbow ailment that affected his nerves and his ability to grip a football, those issues are in the past. But not only are the Texans looking for revenge against the Titans, but they'll also look to honor their owner, Bob McNair, who passed away on Friday. So it's going to be an emotional time for this franchise and its fans come Monday evening. Now I do want to take a look at three different matchups that I feel should have a big impact in who comes out on top in such a critical ball game here in week number 12. The first one being the Texans passing attack against the Titans stingy secondary. Now tonight's matchup features one of the NFL's best receivers in DeAndre Hopkins matching up with one of the league's best secondaries. Now going back to Deshaun Watson, he hasn't really been a victim of the quote-unquote sophomore slump. He's thrown for 
2,597 yards to go along with 18 touchdowns and 9 interceptions, which is good for a 98.6 passer rating. While Watson's season has been impressive as he's been able to corral himself and play better fundamentally sound football, his target, DeAndre Hopkins, has been even better. Hopkins right now ranks 9th in receiving yards with 950 to his name. Houston has the 18th ranked pass offense, averaging 242.1 yards per game. Now, the Titans' defensive backs, they present a challenge, though, as they are limiting teams to just 234 yards through the air, which is good for ninth in the NFL. But Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, and Kiki Kuti, the dynamic rookie slot receiver, will be squaring off against a trio of corners Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, and Adoree Jackson. So that's good on good right there. And then you move to the Titans' safeties. They have two very capable players of dictating the outcome of a ball game due to their ball hawking skills and knack for creating plays, especially at the line of scrimmage. Kevin Bayard and Kenny Vaccaro have been big pieces to the Titans' resurgence on defense under Dean Pease, who, by the way, dealt with some health issues, so sending my prayers out to him oh, for continued improvement with his health condition. He should be coaching tonight. But both of these safeties present a stiff challenge for opposing quarterbacks, and that's something that Deshaun Watson will have to deal with tonight. Now, there's one player to watch in this matchup, it's tight end Jordan Thomas for the Houston Texans, a 2018 six-round pick out of Mississippi State. Now, his numbers are not going to wow you or impress you. He has 10 receptions for 138 yards and three touchdowns. However, it's worth noting that all three of those receiving touchdowns have come in the last three weeks He's identified himself as a viable red zone threat for Deshaun Watson and this Texans offense. So keep an eye out for Jordan Thomas tonight. And don't be surprised to see him end up in the end zone with another touchdown reception for a Houston team that has really been looking at him to provide some production when they get into the five-yard line and get closer he knows how to work well out in space and does a nice job of sitting down in soft coverage. So him and Deshaun Watson look like they've developed some good chemistry in the past game. So keep an eye on Thomas, the rookie tight end, who continues to play a nice role for Houston. Now the second key matchup that I'm going to be watching tonight is this Texans offensive line against the Titans pass rush. Now, not many other quarterback in the NFL has been hit more than Deshaun Watson. In fact, he's been sacked 33 times this season, which is the fifth highest in the NFL. Luckily for the Texans, the Titans have had issues getting to the quarterback this season as they are tied for 24th in sacks. 
just having 23 to their credit. The Titans are going to have to generate a consistent pass rush if they want to disrupt Watson and his ability to make plays in and outside of the pocket. As Kevin Bayard talked about to reporters earlier this week, Watson won in every four plays. He's scrambling outside of the pocket and making defenses pay for his mobility. So this pass rush is going to need to corral him in the pocket. They're going to have to win their one-on-one battles on the outside against two young offensive tackles that Houston has in Julian Davenport and Kendall Lamb. But Derek Morgan, Brian Arakpo, and rookie edge rusher Harold Landry, they must come ready to play to alter Deshaun Watson and his uncanny ability of completing passes down the field while buying time, especially when he's escaping and eluding outside rushes and even blitz packages that defenses have dialed up against him. The Titans must also need to find some production from the interior. Jarrell Casey, he's going to have to be able to push the pocket. But if the Titans are unable to get any type of pressure on Watson, it's going to be a long day, even for their stellar secondary. Because when Watson can go and make plays with his legs and buy more time, it certainly is not a winning formula for the teams that need to get a victory over a Texans team that is firing on all cylinders. Now, the last matchup here that I'm going to break down is the Titans rushing attack against the Texans front seven. This Titans team, I say it time and time again, they are constructed to run the ball with the personnel they possess and will especially look to do so with Mariota playing through that stinger. You know, sure, he's clear to play, but you never know if it's going to flare up on him at some point in the game. So I'd imagine that Matt LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, is going to look to go and attack the Texans on the ground with that offensive line, with Derrick Henry. Now, the Titans, they're going to have trouble moving the ball in both facets because the Texans' run defense is sixth best in the league as they're limiting teams to just 96 yards on the ground per contest. The Titans, they average 112 yards per game, which is good for 15th best in the NFL. But this is a game. Taylor Lewin, Quinton Spain, Ben Jones, Josh Klein, Jack Conklin, those starting five offensive linemen for the Tennessee Titans must provide consistent push up against a star-studded defense that consists of game wreckers, J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, and then you look at an underrated player, D.J. Reader, who holds things down in the interior for this Houston defense under Romeo Cornell. Now, one player to watch in this matchup, it's Deion Lewis. Lewis has struggled on the ground this season. He only has 420 yards rushing on 122 carries, which is a 3.4 yard per carry average and one touchdown. But where he has made his money has been in the past game. He has 36 receptions 
for 278 yards and a touchdown. You've seen him come on strong, especially coming out of their bye week. The Titans have made a concerted effort in trying to get him more involved out of the backfield. And with Derrick Henry, their bigger back, likely facing a tough night running in between the tackles, this is the type of game for Lewis to carry the team's offense with his ability to catch out of the backfield. Now, don't think Houston's going to be naive to that game plan for Tennessee as they do possess a couple of athletic linebackers that can run and cover the pass well in Bernardrick McKinney and Zach Cunningham. However, Lewis is certainly going to be looked upon to put together a strong performance if Tennessee wants any chance at pulling the upset on the road. Now for my game prediction, I just don't think Mariota and the Tennessee offense will be able to generate enough offensive production against a very solid Texans defense. I'm predicting Houston to generate three turnovers on Mariota in route to a 23-16 win over the Tennessee Titans. I feel like this game will be tightly contested throughout. It's going to come down to Deshaun Watson making some big time throws down the field late in this game. Look for Lamar Miller to get his touches as well, but I feel like the Titans defense will be able to keep the Texans run game in check for the most part, but DeAndre Hopkins I think is the difference in this game, whether he's matched up with Malcolm Butler or Logan Ryan, I feel like he will have his way, whether it be in a 50-50 jump ball situation, it's going to be a Watson to Hopkins connection late into the fourth quarter that gives the Texans their eighth straight victory to win another big time game as they inch closer to clinching a potential first round bye in the AFC. Looking forward to watching another good game here as we close out week number 12 and get ready for week number 13. Well, there you have it. I will be back here on Wednesday for the midweek edition of the Chase Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my content. Have a great rest of the day. God bless. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.